everybody, welcome to your wrong. Uh, continuing on our uh, Star Wars saga, Matt, what is everybody wrong about in Star Wars today? Uh, well, based on our slow progression through the new phase of movies and stuff, uh, we are at The Last Jedi. Uh, the Last Jedi is a Star Wars movie uh, that talks about The Last Jedi, and you don't know who that might be. There's lots of options. You see Mark Hamill in all his glory as Luke, or we'll call it glory. Uh, it also stars Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaacs, uh, you know, or Oscar Oscar Isaac, just to be clear. Um, uh, basically, you catch up with Ray and the gang and see what they get up to. Um, a bunch of people die. The resistance has like literally six people left at one point. Um, and then some cool set pieces happen. Luke Skywalker saves the day, and we wrap the movie. So that's the brief synopsis. So we're done. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. No, I'm kidding. Great job. Yeah, let's not. Uh, I just want to interject here just briefly, and I'll, I'll let you continue with uh, your initial take on the thing. I, let's not put, you know, Luke Skywalker and Glory in the same sentence when we're referring to this movie. That's all. That's all I ask. I already did it. Fuck you. I, that, I'm just asking you. Before I start, too late. <laughs> Go ahead. So, my high level take is it's twofold. It's one is when I first watched this movie, I liked it. And having watched it again, I like it less. I still like it the most out of the last three movies. And I still, pending the rewatch of The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's going to change anything. Totally. Um, but I still, and I still like it slightly more than I like um, The Force Awakens, so that might give away my final score. Um, but uh, the crux of the story and the reason why it struggles, and, and this, listen, this podcast is going to sound like we hate it because this is what we do with Star Wars, but um, I'll try to be positive. But the crux of the, the challenge with this movie is there's two different things going on at the same time, two different storylines. And, and sort of one half of the movie is very interesting. It's not even storylines. That's not fair. It's just there's two different pieces, two different movies happening, and you have great set pieces and like individual scenes where awesome things happen and it look really cool, intermixed with a story that there's a couple story beats that are interesting, but on the whole, the story just it doesn't advance the Star Wars universe at all. So I I will disagree with you in a bunch of stuff there, which. It's going to make this interesting. So first, I agreed with you originally that I thought this movie was better than Force Awakens when I first watched it. But having watched it again, I actually dislike it more than I do Force Awakens. Um, and I also I agree with the the take that, that you know there's like two maybe two and a half things going on at the same time. I, yeah, I and I think that that's that's also a problem because it kind of tries to shift your focus into one and the other and then back to the, the first one again. But I, to me, this movie has a few very good scenes and very good ideas. Like when, when this movie is good, it's better than The Force Awakens. So I'll give you that part. But it is a lot worse than Force Awakens in a lot of things. And when it's worse, it's a lot worse. And also, it's worse for long for a longer amount of time. <laughs> so, so like I, 
I get where you're coming from, and I I know why I hate it so much. It's all the Luke stuff, and I'll get into it for sure. But so, of the two movies that we had going on in this one, how about you break it down for us, like you know how you felt about each? I'll, I'll kind of jump through the major plot points. Um, the first plot point is the resistance is on the run. Um, I I'm not going to ding it for the resistance being so tiny, as tiny as it is, because you know that was already set up in the last movie. Um, right now, I'm going to ding it by the end of the movie for that, but we'll get there at the end. Um, so so they're on the run. Uh, fine. Um, I fucking hate space GPS, and this is one of my major complaints about the movie as a whole. There is literally no consistency in how it applies powers. Uh, equipment, etc., to the movie. So the Empire all of a sudden has created this way to track you through hyperspace without a tracking beacon. So it allows them to keep up with the rebels and allows them to have this fucking space convoy going on. Okay? Don't mind the space convoy. I just really hate how you forced it. Um, and then from there, we we see we see the jump to the Poe learning how to be a leader thing where he's blowing up dreadnoughts. And, and I can quibble with some things in there, but we'll get back to it. Uh, they blow up the dreadnought, and and then he gets stressed down by Princess Leia for wasting all her ships. Cool, whatever. And then we move to the Finn storyline. Um, don't like the rehash of the Runaway. It, it, they try to explain it away as he's trying to find Ray, but I don't know. No, it's I agree with you. It's it's very thin. It's like oh, I'm running away because you know if Ray comes back, she'll die. Like he acts as if she's like this, like. I don't know, precious little crystal thing. I, there's no, there's no reasoning for that. There's, there's a lot of the problems I have with this movie specifically yeah. is, is are those things like things that are thrown in without any explanation. Like the, the the space GPS is the main one, right? How did they get? How did they go about doing that? And why is it that if we destroy the one they have now, any other ship can track? Like that, that makes none of that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, let's dig into that because instead of giving laying this all out, I want to dig into this. Okay. They do this a lot in this movie. They do this thing where they pow- they creep power. Yeah. And in a way that is is um, not doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel logical. And so the obvious one there is we see the power creep of space GPS. Why that exists is it's solely narrative, but it doesn't make sense in the world because of how they've set up the technology that the First Order automatically has this. It also has a way bigger ship. Fine. That happens all the time. We get used to the bigger ships. It has these way bigger guns. Great. Um, I don't know if it has shields because it looks like they were able to attack it and blow up everything and not hit a damn shield, which we build a giant dreadnought without shields. But we do see shields later on when they're firing turbo lasers at their ships as they're flying away. So shields might exist. <laughs> it's very uneven. No, man, the shields were everywhere except on the turbo lasers at the top, at, on the surface lasers. And what Those about the surface B-wing? lasers didn't have uh, shields. What about the B wings? Uh, B- oh yeah, B wings have. Oh, I know why. So see, it's very me. Because mm-hmm. they had so many bombs aboard, yeah. the magnetic fields of the bombs interfered with the shields. Mm-hmm. Did I did I justify it? I think you should write um, the comics in the Star Wars universe and the books they write afterwards to fill in all the <laughs> bullshit to make it believable. It's, well, it's about as believable as everything else. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, listen, I really liked the way they transformed the B-Wing into an actual bomber. I think it looked stylistically really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, this is one of the things about this movie, more even more even so than the seventh one, that like, you know, the, the last one, that visually this movie is stunning. So oh, stunning. So stunning, yeah. That's yeah. like the highlight of this movie for me. So the B-Wings, the idea was super cool that you have like a heavy bomber and it goes back to that, the thing I talked about in the last episode of having like dog fights and like making spaceships kind of look like um, airplanes. And it kind of gives you that feel of this is like a B-52 bomber trying to drop its its load yeah. on, on the Dreadnought. But where it starts to lose me is like a, they fly in the tightest fucking formation ever devised by a man <laughs> or alien. Yeah. B, um, every time they get hit, they collide with other ships and all the bombs are turned on to the explode, which I think that's just an extension of a, because obviously you have to ex- activate the bombs. Fine. Whatever. Um, my other complaint is that they, none of them seem to have shields or any protection. Like they, they didn't have any fighter escort to keep them safe. They didn't have any shields to keep them safe. So like, why would you build a ship that is blown up so very easily to be a bomber? Like this isn't World War II where you didn't have the technology. I, I've seen the technology many times on other ships. Even even B fifty two is like you wouldn't if you shot at it with a paper clip, it wouldn't explode. Like, no, like yeah, you should take exactly. a few hits. Like I would be, I would understand if you know they had to drop the shoots to drop the bombs and then they were targeted. Then that makes sense. But like yeah. all the way back there. And then the bombs explode and then just like chain explode each other. But, and also if you notice, there was a lot of like X-Wings flying between them, but they didn't explode. So like it's, it's visually, it's very cool. Narratively it works. But when you get down to like simple logic of how the world operates, it starts to break down. And that was one of the things that really bugged me about this movie is that when you start paying attention to the world they've created, and the things they do to, to change it, you start questioning things. And an, another one is, you know, face uh, force time, right? Force time? Yeah, when when Ray and, uh, and oh. uh, Kylo talk through the force. <laughs> I love that name. You, you never heard that? That's, that's no, I have yeah. not. I, I love it. Yeah, the internet made that for so, us. But so, but that's like okay. I get what you're saying, but at least for that, there is an explanation, as shitty as an explanation as it might be right but this is so i have a bunch of questions and this is the first one that i have well i'll hold it because we're going to talk about luke in a second and then i'll 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 go there but like these are the things that made me go why because sometimes you can tell like okay this is what they've done that maybe i don't like that idea but that idea makes sense or blah 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 that's one thing other times you have like okay this makes no sense and this is stupid like the the b-wings flying so close to each other without shields like there's no question there that's just stupidity yeah but there are things that i have noticed in this movie where i go why did they do it this way like it doesn't help it doesn't hinder it's not a bad idea but it's not a good one either it's just like let me just throw this at the wall and hopefully it will stick that's i felt a lot a lot of the plot points here were like just let's let's throw it there and see if if it works yeah I, I, I think you're you're right, and if you, you're right that the the, the fourth time it is explained away because um, what's what's his Snoke. face? Snoke is like, well, I connect to you too, and like I guess afterwards it can still work because of reasons. That's fine. Um, yeah, like the, we all know that the force works very weird for everybody. Like everybody is different, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. 
I'm going to talk about it a little bit more later, but like Leia suddenly has powers now. She's well, not let's just get sensitive. It. But let's get into this because I think this is this is one of the things where it it's not that it's not just that Leia becomes more force adept uh, and becomes super powerful. Well, it is because there's no you have to show me in the movie how she gets there. Yeah. And the idea that the first thing she does to use the force at all is to fly back from space and keep yeah. herself alive. That is something we've never seen before. And it comes weird from a person that all we thought she could do was like sense her brother. Yeah. And she was a lot like in the, even in the previous movie, but also in this one, she's a lot more powerful in the sense that she can sense people like, yeah, like light years away. Sure. Like when Han dies, she feels it, which you could say, okay, fine. They had a super strong connection. Fine. And when like at the end, when Luke goes, she feels it too. And so does Ray. And it's like, that was never a thing. Like, you'd have to be close to people, even in the games nowadays still. Like, you, you have to be close when they go, oh, wait, there's a Force user, a Force-sensitive person near. Not like fucking another planet. Right? Well, and, and you think of Obi-Wan feeling. He felt an entire planet explode. That's why he can feel it far away, right? It wasn't yeah. just one, one fucking plucky farmer on Alderaan stepped on a rake and killed himself. Yeah. So before, before we go into, you know, Leia... You know, developing Force Mary Poppins because that's you know all she was missing was an umbrella there. But like, let's let's get into like you were talking about the the first scene where they uh, you know fuck up that bombie basically, and then Poe disobeys a direct order from Leia. Yeah, and all he gets for his trouble is a slap in the face and a demotion that doesn't even stick. Correct. So, like you. 30 years into that stupid fight and the Alliance still doesn't understand how military should work. Like, well, I, I think let's just dig into this, the whole Poe arc right now. Okay. Um, and let's it. get it out of the way. So the whole Poe po arc is essentially, he makes a decision that costs him a bunch of people's lives and they have very few people left in the resistance. So it's considered a bad decision. Um, and then he gets demoted, but there's like, apparently no one else is even a captain in the army. So he still gets to be basically the same rank. Leia dies, but then fucking Mary Poppins herself back into the ship. So uh, Vice Admiral Holdo takes over. And this is one of my big problems with Poe's arc is that Vice Admiral Holdo dresses him down because he's a flyboy. He doesn't know how to follow the rules, etc. But then she proceeds to literally tell no one what her plan is. Exactly. That creating is... the oh. reason for the mutiny when any good admiral, vice or otherwise, would have been like, listen, dude, this is what we're doing. Don't worry about it. We have it under control. Give him something. This is one of the questions I wrote down, and I'm going to read it exactly as I wrote as I was watching the movie. Why the fuck would Hodo not tell her plan to Poe? Like, if she thought that there was maybe a mole, if the yeah. she, you know, if there is danger of the uh, of for the first order finding out about it, then I could, you know, understand. But there was literally no reason for her to say, dude. We're gonna do a decoy thing. We're gonna charge up the, the the transporters and go into this into crate where there's another base. Okay, shut up and go sit down. I know what I'm doing. Like no, just oh, you're a flyboy. What are you doing? Blah 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 blah. Idiot, get out of my face and nothing. Like I would be pissed off too. Exactly, and and even to the point like if she was if she, like you said if there's a mall. Give, give me as the audience some hint. She's just like, we think there's a mole because they're chasing us. So 
you know, I can't tell you that information. It's, it's on a need to know basis, right? They don't, even, they don't even, this is the thing that the movie does a lot is it doesn't give you the, the, I hate to call it justification because I don't think that's fair. It's but a like, reason. Yeah. Reason. Yeah, exactly. Why is she acting this way? I don't know her, but you, so you have to teach me why she thinks a certain way. And if you can't teach me it because I have a history with the character, then you basically have to talk it out for me. So I understand yeah, what yeah. she's thinking. Or like, you know, if it's, if this is like, like Leia says at the end, Oh, she was more, how did she say she was more interested in protecting the light than she was with appearing a hero right what? that makes no no sense no sense it has nothing to do with being a hero it's just using common sense as a yeah. leader because no, like okay if if it's part of the character somehow that she's like she doesn't like to reveal her plans or whatever okay it's kind of dumb but at least like show me that that's the case not, not her just like being oh, I don't like posts I'm not going to tell him the plan and and more people too were like, "Oh, why, what the fuck is she? This fucking you know, purple-haired lady doing so much so that they agree with Poe." So, to me, the idea was to show that Poe is this like budging or, or uh, a budding leader that everybody and it just it just looks like he's an idiot. And so is she, by the way. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's stupid. For like, if you think of his character, like. Holdo won't tell you she's doing anything. You think she's doing something stupid. I at least know enough about Poe's character that Poe's not going to take that line down. Fair right? enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why they hatched the plan of the Canto Bite thing. And this may be a good segue into Canto Bite since it's very divisive. But um, I don't think there's anything with that plan. And Like his mutiny wasn't a good idea. But also, he doesn't know what she's doing. She refuses to tell him. He thinks it's life or death because there's a fucking, you know, Imperial squadron of, of uh, you know, Star Destroyers behind him. So all of that could have been averted if she just said something. But why bother, right? And honestly, that could have been used like instead of the space GPS, they could have, you know, said, okay, how do they track us through light speed? Oh, there's only one way. Someone is broadcasting our position back to them. Oh, there must be a mole. Then it all makes sense. And she could even say, Oh, I'm not going to tell you my plan because I don't know who the mole is and I don't think that it's you, but I also don't know that it's you and I don't know that they're not in earshot. So shut up and let me do my thing because I'm saving us. Yeah, no, trust I, me, I have, a, I have a plan. I have a plan and I can't tell you because I don't trust anybody other than myself. Like that would have been, you know, contrived a little bit, but much better than Space GPS plus oh, Holdo doesn't want to tell Poe because reasons. Yes, exactly. So let's, I think the way we're kind of doing this, and I think it's good, is let's just jump through each of these sort of story arcs for people. Yeah. Because um, when and, we get into Luke's, I'm going to, like, fuck, I'm, this is just going to be a rent. But I'm going to walk off. Yeah, for 20 <laughs> Yeah, just go, go take a dump for a second. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got lots of time. Bake <laughs> a cake. So just to finish up Poe's arc, I think overall his is fine. Um, he grows into being a leader a bit and he sees the wisdom of their ways. And I, you know, well, it's a little contrived that he, he realizes that they can't have everybody die to blow up the, that fucking the cannon. Death Star, the, the cannon. Um, I think he, his arc is fine enough. It's, it's simplistic, but it works. Uh, and I have no complaints about it. I will sidebar into the cannon just a second and say, uh, that's another thing that annoys the hell out of me. That yep. They just have this fucking Death Star tech cannon. Like who has that cannon? Why would you build that? And how? Like that's how I wrote it. Like miniaturized Death Star tech. That's how they call it. I'm like, how? It, like it's just so frustrating that it's just like it's just yeah. it's just it's brushed away, and it's like you didn't even have to call it Death Star tech. But also, why do you have that weapon like that? It like doesn't make sense. And the other thing that doesn't make sense is 
they go out there and Finn's going to destroy this thing and Rose has to say him and that's fine. Like whatever, that's a whole different arc conversation. But like, what was their plan? Because they're yeah. like, we have to get in close to shoot it. No one shot shit at it. And Finn was basically going to kill himself running into it. Was that the plan the whole time? I mean, it's not clear. It doesn't look like they have weapons on the on those things that they're that they're flying or or you know. Right. So then, to me, the only way you're going to destroy that huge battering ram cannon, which is a stupid name, because uh, it's just a laser, um, is you fly your ship into it. But then, that's like you shouldn't have got like if Poe is supposed to be growing as a leader, he should never have sent them out to there if they had no way to shoot anything. Well, either that or understand that it is a a suicide run, you know, to, you know, maybe get a few people killed so that the masses survive. Kind of like what Holdo did, because, you know, for all of the shit that happened there, that the way she goes out after they do leave the ship and, and you know, they get start getting shot because, of course, the fucking, you know, the character from Benicio Del Toro betrays them. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah, please. Like the moment he appears and and I you see his socks have no like have holes in them and he looks like he can just leave at any point. Like anybody would have a sense where to go, I don't trust that guy. I thought we weren't getting on Benicio Del Toro. Anyway. We're not. Anyway, so like the scene of Hodo turning the ship and like ramming them into lights, it's probably the most visually stunning scene. Well, one of them because the the salt mines is too, but like it's so great. Like everything about that scene is great. Her, you know, she her turning the ship and, you know, consigned already to die because she yep. was willing to do that anyway. And and the visuals and like the way that when, when she punches into light speed, and the sound stops, and you just see the light just like ripping apart the ships. It's so amazing that scene. Yeah, yeah it, I, I just I just want to stop here and highlight that this is one of the reasons why I love this movie is that the the, the cinematography in the movie in general is good. But this one scene, and honestly, like watching it again on my TV, did not do it justice because you mm-hmm. need to be in the theater and have the sound completely drop out and the huge screen just light up in the way it did was just amazing. It just yeah. jaw dropping. Yeah, it's it's. I have I'm having a hard time picking between that scene and the the speeders running through the salt fields. Yeah, Bet- like it's just so it's like you said it's like cinematography wise it's like they're next to perfect if not perfect right. Hundred percent. I, I have one thing about the Haldo maneuver um, as we're calling it, and it's not even the maneuver itself, but it's the question of um, so so you're telling me ships have shields, ships have uh, hyperdrive. Some ships can track other ships through space. Some have shields and some don't. Uh, but at no point, any time, anybody ever created autopilot for a ship. I'm pretty sure I've seen people use autopilot. Yeah, yeah. That like, ship doesn't the, have autopilot? Like st- her staying back made no sense, yeah. It's just so... It's And this I know this is me being picky as a, a Star Wars fan, but it's another one of those things where it's just like, it just, it's like five seconds to say autopilot is broken. Yeah. Just they shot me, it. Yeah. Blow it up, have something happen. It's five seconds. But it like it's just frustrating to me when someone's like, I'm gonna I have to stay behind to fly the ship. And it's just like, why? And and I know maybe I'm just being picky and you can you can if you'd like the movie, you would ignore it. But it's they they have so many of those situations where it's hard to one, yeah, sure, but when it's like ten or fifteen, you're just like, guys. Yeah, like, that's exactly the problem. 
you like i would be more than willing to overlook the whole thing if like there, there weren't so many of those things and just because i would say you know what that makes a little bit oh, like that's a little bit nonsensical but then we got that scene yeah so i don't care like if they just wanted to get that scene done fine i i'll take it but it's too many it like it piles up right uh, yeah that's exactly my complaint with it so yeah, yeah. anyway so you have anything else you want to say about Poe before we? Well, I guess we'll jump to Finn since the Canto Bite thing came up and yeah. So for, about Poe, like I, I still don't like his character as a whole. I think it's, uh, and the reason for it is what I said last time is that it, they try to make him into a new Han Solo without, like, it's at the same time trying to replicate what you know what Han was in, in that dynamic between him, Finn, and Ray, although. That is a weird... The whole dynamic is so weird, but whatever. Um, but Oscar Isaac is a great actor. And I feel like the role wastes him. As I said last time, it's not... It's very thin. Everything about Poe, and we're going to talk about, more about this on the next movie with that stupid relationship thing that happens, but that, let's do that there. But like, I think I think we might need two episodes to handle how much we dislike that movie but we'll see when we get yeah or or like a really long one because yeah but anyway let's leave that for then um so i i think it was a a very heavy-handed way of of showing that he needed to mature and having you're right that that plan like it it never explained what the plan was with the speeders like what, what are they doing are they going to try and destroy the laser okay so how they had, they didn't shoot anything. It was just driving those things. And then what was the plan with Finn? And we can veer into Finn as I finish, because I'm that's yeah. how I'm going to finish that. Like, okay, so Finn had decided, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice myself so that they don't open that door. So I'm going to, whatever the plan was, like, it was stupid, fine. And Finn was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to ram into that fucking sh- cannon. And it, I'm going to destroy it. And I'm going to die, but I'm going to save a bunch of people. Right. And and it would have been, first of all, why Finn? It would have made much more sense if he was Rose. Let's start with this. Because Finn was never a person to sacrifice himself. Like He was always running away. And so for him to go from, I'm trying to run away so that Ray can be saved, to I'm going to kill myself just to save everybody, it doesn't track for me. It's weird because if you they they're trapped between showing that Finn is an erratic person and Finn is trying to grow into being a hero. And because if he's growing into being a hero, he doesn't get enough time to really have that full character arc. But yeah. they also don't show him go through like if he was erratic, they don't every every movie he has this like a uh, you know a same curve, right? He like tries to run away, then someone teaches him the value of staying and fighting for your friends, and then he he does and stays and fights for the friends. But but it's not long enough to really get a nice clean arc on it. So it feels the time length feels like you could have done two of them to show he's erratic, but it's not long enough for him to be hero growth, especially when he keeps repeating the same hero growth. It just doesn't feel earned. Yeah, the the character doesn't evolve. It just you know it changes and it goes back to what it was, kind of like a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I was just gonna say this whole movie feels like a sitcom in many ways. Yeah. And and so another thing that doesn't make sense. So okay, so Rose saves him. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, because now you know 
oh, we're not going to save this by destroying what we hate. We're going to save this by saving what we love. And then she kisses him. And it's like, why? Where? How? You know what? Yeah. Let's go back to the, to like back and, and start talking about the Finn arc and this, and then we can conclude in this. So he wakes up from being hurt. That's, that scene is fucking hilarious, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so he goes after Ray. He ha- has this weird obsession with her that is not explained. I don't understand what it is. It, it, like for me, it always feels like stalker. Yeah, and and so okay, let's let's dig into that for a second. I always thought from the first movie when you know from the end when he tries to save her and all that stuff, I was like, okay, so they're gonna pair them, the two of them, as a romantic pair, which I I thought it was very interesting as an idea. Absolutely, right? It would have given Ray something more, a lot more personal to defend than because Ray is this. Oh, I have to save the guy. There's no, she has no real motivation for anything. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about this when we go into the Luke's part. Yeah. And so I thought it was going to be, okay, so he, they're kinda, he's kind of falling in love with her. And there's a potential for an interesting conflict where she feels like she can't have a romantic relationship because of the, the pressures on her, blah, blah, blah. But then it never realizes. No. Because, of course, they had to leave it for the this, you know stupid Kylo Ren thing. Uh, whatever. 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 I'm not going to talk about it right now. So... He goes after her. Uh, Leia says, "Oh, I, you know, she's w- went after Luke. I have this beacon, whatever that is. That's another thing that's thrown at. Oh, you know, binary encrypted, whatever. Okay, I'll I'll just take it. Fine. It's one of those, it, that's one where you're just like, whatever. That's another another space GPS too, because yep. they they can track each other. But whatever. And so he goes, okay, um, I will I, I will wait for her. And then he's like, oh shit, this is going bad. I'm gonna take this thing." And I'm gonna run away so she can be saved. But then, how is that going to work? No explanation. Done. Then he meets Rose, and she honestly, I don't like. I get what they wanted to do with her character, but the fact that I didn't really care about her sister because we see her for literally like two minutes in the movie. Like, yeah, she sacrificed herself to actually, she was the one that actually bombed the dreadnought. Okay, but like, that's very thin. And then I didn't care about Paige, so why would I care about Rose? And then it seems like during the the the, the casino thing, she's going to grow into something. But then, no, like, you said you wanted to talk about the, the, the what, what you want to call it, Canobit thing. Uh, go ahead. What, what what were your thoughts on it? So, this is the one part of the movie that I think a lot, I see a lot of people complain about. And I, I, watching through it a second time, it's just a really uneven part of the movie because they spend a lot of time on Cantobite relative to the runtime. Oh, Cantobite, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Cantobite. Close enough. <laughs> Um, and so you, you see Rose and um, Finn have, have sort of a friendship that grow here. And, and Rose is trying to show Finn, like, the realities of the world, right? And, and it's just the casino and the war profiteering 
it's very it's too cut and dry. Everything is very black and white in this movie. So everything yeah. has to be like, look, like, and it's funny I say it's all black and white when I'm talking about people who are definitely gray and they're just like selling mark arms to everybody. Um, I don't know about that. They're just like, they're just profiteering. It doesn't matter to whom, right? It's yeah. pretty black. Let's, let's put it that way. Fair, yeah. Um, but so, so the struggle with this movie is they don't let anybody have any nuance. And so Rose is like, Rose could have been a great character she doesn't get enough time for her arc much like finn doesn't get enough time for his arc and so she just feels like a standardized template for the everyday person who is more is a like the emotions of of the crowd uh the emotional heartbeat of of the crew the resistance right yeah and and they spend so much time just the two of them interacting but they're trying to interact on this like the rebellion level. It's 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 just a little disjointed for me. And so the whole Canto Bite run, well, you know, if you if being on Canto Bite, it's you know, it's fine. Like the casino looks cool and like the little creatures are cute that they ride around in, and like it's very Star Warsy, but you know, <clears throat> the whole the end the end of it all, the end of that arc is basically they get a, a hacker who can get them in and sells them out, and then it ends up in a failure. And I just come away from it being like, why did this part of the movie exist? What was the goal of this part of the movie, right? Well, to me, uh, to me, what I had a problem with is a little different. <clears throat> I agree with almost everything you said. Um, the only thing is, I know what that part of the movie exists for. The problem is, it's a stupid idea. It was to create the conflict that didn't need to exist with Benicio Del Toro's character. right? Because if they had completed the plan as it was you know, um, device. And I use plan here very loosely because, mm-hmm. oh yeah, let's go talk to the guy who apparently is playing high stakes, you know, doing high stakes gambling. Go there and beg him to help or how are you going to pay him or yeah. what's going wow. So everything about the the Cantobite arc there is, is ill-conceived. I guess. I mean, like, obviously, they're desperate. They'll try anything. So I'm not going to hit them for that too hard. So, so like, because you said, you know, why did this part need to exist? So a, a, a bit of it is to, like you said, to show for, ha- for having, like, someone who's more down to earth, like Rose, show Finn, who's sort of like, he doesn't really understand how the galaxy works because he was a stormtrooper, to show him exactly what happened, like, you know, how real life is, I guess. But one, he already knew the First Order was evil, so you didn't really need to do that for the First Order part. And then with War Profiteering, like, does it change anything for him? No. Like, That's is my point. he going to fight that? He can't. So why that? So my question is not why that part exists. My question is why did they have to do it that way? That's that's more what I want to know. Why did it have to be? A casino. Is it trying to harken back to the cantina thing where, you know, there's like shady people, blah, 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 blah. She even says so, right? Oh, it has the worst people in the galaxy. So, like, it was an attempt at being woke, I guess, but like a Um, very poor one. I I think we're asking the same question. You're just putting it a different way. Like, what was the the point of that scene to the movie, right? Like, you're you're basically saying it's supposed to show, it's supposed to show wokeness, but like, to what end? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It's just like and, a d- different sides to the same question. You're right. Yeah. It's like so they went there and they learned that you know the universe is shitty 
because of the first order or whatever. I don't know. Like I, it didn't add anything to like the stakes of the movie. That's my, my kind of complaint. And there wasn't even great character growth or it doesn't feel like there was good character growth for Finn and Rose in that arc. It was just like Rose shows Finn that he's stupid about stuff that isn't integral to what's going on in the universe currently. What are you talking about? Apparently they fall in love somehow. Uh, no, 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 sir. First of all, they didn't barely kiss. And second of all, uh, wait till you watch the next movie. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't have to wait. I know, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> for for our listeners, apparently, uh, yeah. So I think like the only the only thing that comes out of that that has any effect on the movie is the whole thing with Benicio del Toro's character, DJ. Yeah, but like, I think is his but, name, right? But but is he used in the next movie? I forget that. No, I don't think so. So who gives a fuck about Benicio del Toro being in this movie? Well, he's there. The to, he's there to betray the two of them to the First Order when they get caught. But who cares? Nothing. Nothing about that is useful to the movie or pushing the narrative forward. I mean, it is. No, wait, wait, wait. no, what? that's not fair. It does, right? Does it they do? were they were expecting Finn and Rose to disable the tracker so that they could run away. The the, the fact that you know that plan got fucked on the on the rebel side because Holdo had another plan is a separate issue. But there was a reason for that, to, like for them to go there and then Benicio Del Toro betraying them. It makes it look like the plan's going to fall to pieces and they're all going to die. But that is a horrible waste of resources in a movie. Okay, that I agree with. That's my, that's, I think that's my bigger point. It's not that what did it do. It's just like this, you didn't need to do this. All of this isn't integral. To, if you just chopped out Cantobite and have something completely different happen for those minutes, it wouldn't change the, the story arc of the movie at all. No one needed to be betrayed. Because no one needed to be sent to do something, you know, like that, that story. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, the arc is just like, it could okay. have been, it could have been like something like, okay, we have a way of disabling that tracker, but we have to get on that chip. And then instead of them being betrayed, it could have just, just been caught. Yeah. And it yeah. could have just been like, we're going to go over there and sneak on or whatever. Like the, yeah. the idea that they set, they set up a, an excuse to go to Cantabite and then they come back and Cantabite is a failure. I don't have a problem with that on the face. But is it just to show that, like, uh, post their plan would have failed, and so they have to trust Haldo more? Like, that's a that's a expensive yeah. runtime story to to put into that. Yeah, it's yeah, I get what you're saying. It's sort of like a disjointed way of doing something that could have been done a lot faster, a lot easier, and with a lot yes. more meaning. That's basically my my argument. Okay, yeah, that. yeah, no, I I don't like that that sequence at all. Like, the, it's it's fun to watch so like you were saying there were two in the beginning you say oh there's like two movies running in this right and i was i was going to add that so it's two movies and like a sitcom episode which is the cantabite part so yeah exactly like it's that's just like that's a a mandalorian episode where mando goes in and murders exactly that's perfect yeah yeah Okay. okay so we're already 40 minutes in and we still have a couple characters to chop through I don't think we have much to talk about Leia here in the sense that she is dead for the movie, most of it. She comes back to life at the end because, unfortunately, she passed away in real life. And while it's a tragedy, yeah. they wanted to use her in all three of the movies. So her arc doesn't really exist in this movie. Um, so the, as, as a side note in that, they could have... I think it would have been a lot more meaningful if they had let her die and kept Akbar. And yeah, then poor, had him... Or went out for our boy Akbar. <laughs> yeah 
Just press F for to pay respect for our Seriously. men. Seriously, what a yeah. like what a punk way goes. Like just casually mentioned, oh yeah, Akbar's dead too, or whatever. Like yeah, that whole run is so stupid. Like you know, oh yeah, Kylo Ren's going to go in with his tie silencer. Apparently, is the name of the chip, and just fucking shoot the bridge. Like where where, where are the shields? Yeah. Anyway, he goes into goddamn hangar and blows up all their ships. Where are the shields? So before I go into the Luke thing, and I'll I'll, I'll time this. Is, we're gonna take two minutes okay. to talk about some other things, like just wrap, things, uh, yeah, things that I like in general, like not necessarily tied to anything else, right? I I like the idea of getting everything out of the way because basically Luke, Ray, and and Kylo are all be wrapped into to one, yeah, conversation, yeah. So one of the f- biggest laughs I've had with any of these new movies was the whole general hugs thing. That was amazing. The way he stalled Hux, because Hux is the definition of a uh, like a petty middle management idiot, even though he's a general, right? So calling him General Hugs is amazing. So I love that part, right? And I also loved the fact that you know a lot of the things that people like the the bleeding fanboys consider sacred, like Luke's yeah. lightsaber were kind of like, dude, it's just a lightsaber. Fuck this. And he tosses over his shoulder. Hey, this is maybe not a great time for this, but like he uses that lightsaber technically. Like that lightsaber gets broken in the the, the fucking throne room fight, fight with yeah. Snoke. Yeah. And then he uses that lightsaber to fight, what's his face, right? Well, I mean, he's not, at the end. he's not there. Okay, spoilers. But like that's, it's that lightsaber, not his other lightsaber that yeah. he has. I yeah. think so, yeah. And I also, you know, as much as I'm going to shit on the whole thing with Luke, I like grumpy old Jedi Luke. Oh, he's like the 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 arc, his story arc, notwithstanding, he does a great job of being grumpy and like cantankerous. He's, yeah, like the, yeah. Both he and Harrison Ford just pull it off in a way that's just like chef's kiss. It's so well exactly. done. Exactly. And and to to cap it off on that, when he does the the fight there at the end, and and he is like, okay, I'm leaving. And he says, see you around, kid. That is 100% a Han Solo line that he gives to, to Kylo and just yeah. leaves. It's yeah, exactly. amazing. It's just the, 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 the feather on, on the hat there of, of, of that particular line was amazing. So let's get into the shittery that is the whole Ray Luke, Ryan, uh, Kylo thing here. Um, I, I would just like to, before you get into it, because you're going to be lost, I just want to mention a couple of things I thought were cool. Okay, go uh, for it. Go for it. To get these out of the way. Um, I, I think Yoda, Yoda's appearance, I, I liked it. Like, again, notwithstanding Luke's story arc, if, if you have to get behind Luke's story arc, I really like seeing Yoda come back here and just give him one more lesson. I thought it was really well done. I like Yoda fucking with him. <laughs> I thought that was funny yeah in a charming way and i thought that was a good use of of yoda and keeping that force ghost connection because i think that is you know it's been nicely used over the years and i thought that that fit in really well um i don't know if we're going to bring this up in the luke arc but i just kind of want to point it out because of chewbacca is fucking wasted in this movie and it's very annoying yeah like he it just frustrates me that he just sits there on on the fucking planet forever and then he comes shows up and he's like all he does is just be this badass pilot, which is awesome. I want to see more of it. But that's like five minutes that he isn't used. And it's just really weird to me how no one in the Chewie Luke Ray arc mentions that Han is dead or has any conversations about it. 
I think it's meant to be that he understands, but yeah, like why not even talk about it? Like what happened? You know, like something like that, nothing that, nothing like but, that. But like Chewie, Chewie is shown to be someone who like he fucking screamed when Han died. To have him not talk to anybody about Han's death, like it's cool. <laughs> like yeah. it just seems to me like Chewie would be like he has emotions and he just needs to like even just a hug, you know, just to like to that sort of nod. Yeah, our 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 friend, best is, friend dead. is dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that would have been nice, and instead, the nothing happens, and apparently they toss it into a comic book. Uh, and basically, oh. what I read was um, <sighs> Luke didn't notice it because he was closed off from the Force. Which, fine, whatever reason, but it's not in the movie, so it just seems like he's a fucking monster. Okay, that is the, a good place for me to segue <laughs> into this. Perfect. Okay, you can't see my face right now, but I am physically flinching. Great. Oh, so you're telling me, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try and keep this short because otherwise it will be another 40 minutes. You're telling me that, you know, this guy who was a nobody and then, you know, you know how it is with the call when you're, when you're a hero, right? If you don't answer the call, the call knows where you live. So it doesn't matter that he doesn't want to do this thing. This thing, like he gets forced into it. And so the first movie, A New Hope, he spends trying to figure out what his place in the galaxy should be. The second movie, he tries to learn how to be an actual Jedi. The third movie, he's a fucking Jedi. He is badass. He saves people. He never leaves his friends behind. He never gives up. He's a beacon of hope for the galaxy. Fast forward 30 years, and he is an okay. old, scared, pissing idiot. Yeah, that is correct, sir. How? Why? How does that make any sense? Well, because it was his uh, nephew. Right. So, okay. So, imagine if Obi-Wan or Yoda were scared of powerful, force-sensitive people. The prequels would have been quick, because they would have just fucking murdered Anakin when he was a kid. Mm, Yeah, that's correct. So... Luke goes, you know, the idea of what happened right after the the return of the Jedi is actually it actually makes sense, right? If if Leia and Han had a kid who was strong with the Force, obviously it would make sense to say, "Hey Luke, you have to train this kid." Like this could be the beginning of a new Jedi order, right? And to be fair, Luke was never super like into the idea of a Jedi Order because of all that he heard and all the stuff that happened with his dad, it makes sense that he would be wary. But he is the last Jedi alive. He can rebuild the fucking Order as he sees fit. It doesn't have to be in any other way. I will I will just say this to, to just, you know, like try to throw a speed bump into your freight train of a rat. Um, <laughs> I, I think you are projecting a little bit onto Luke because of saying that he would not be down with the Jedi Order because of his dad's thing, because he also turned his dad. We don't know. I, no, I, no, no. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. I'm... Words, but but it could go either way. It doesn't have to go exactly. this way. That's what, I, that's what I meant. It's like, it could go with, okay, he wants to honor the original Jedi Order, and so he's going to do that. Fine. But if he thought, and this, this is something that I wished when I saw the trailer and when I saw you know the name of the movie, I was like, holy shit. He's going to do the great Jedi thing because he talks a lot about balance in this movie, which is one of the positives, right? He says, well, you know, you're an idiot because that never happened. 
<sighs> no, you're right. You, I am an idiot for thinking that it would be good. But anyway, so like he talks a lot about this, though, about balance, right? When he's talking to Ray, yep. and I'll get to that in a second more deeply, but he says, you know, she's, she's sensing the forest. She goes, death and decay that brings new life, code, warmth, you know, happiness, sadness, that kind of stuff. And so he says, a balance, dark and light, right? And so it could have gone that way because that's... Sure could have. Because I think that that's the conclusion that even George Lucas wants to, to, wanted to, to get from, from the get-go is that, yes, the dark side is evil and, and, you know, lost in their passions and lost in their emotions and it's really a slave to what they feel. But the Jedi are also a slave to what they don't want to feel. It's a nice dichotomy of, you know, anything too extremist is not good because you lack balance. And so that's what I thought Luke was going to find out in these 30 years that he had between, you know, the two stories. Yeah, I think you, you raise a good point there because, you know, you look at the the Anakin arc, right? Um, and how the reason why he turned to the dark side was he was trying to bring back um, Queen Amidala slash Padme from, yeah. from death. Yeah. And like, I... <laughs> Listen, the acting on all that nonsense in those fucking movies, notwithstanding, the, the story arc <laughs> made sense, right? Uh, he'd be driven mad to find the person he loved and all that stuff. Like, I'm on board. Um, and it shows you that, like, you know, there's probably something in there that the Jedi are, like, don't have any emotions or, or love anybody or care about anything is, like, probably a bad way to look at it, right? And you see Anakin's arc of, yeah. of redemption. And, and the arc of redemption should have shown Luke that, like, just because someone is dark doesn't mean you're going to go to the dark side and like murder this guy straight up or whatever. And, and like, to your point, it just seems lazy or like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like a, 30 years didn't exist. Right. Not like just it, that, but this is something that we've talked about in, in, in previous episodes where they don't really understand the source material and like what they're working with. So, like, one of the first things that Luke says in this movie is, like, what do you expect me to do? Go there with a laser sword and save everything? Bruh, you know that Jedi aren't just laser swordsmen. It's so much more than this. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, it, everything that, 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 uh, um, that Luke does is... Is out of character. So I have I have some stuff written down here. Oh, also, just as a side note, I for some reason I when when Kylo throws that temper tantrum after talking to Snoke and Snoke says yeah. remove ridiculous thing, and I wrote it down as more temper tantrums from Darth Whaler. Okay. <laughs> I right. think I'm gonna call him that now. Yeah, that's um, fair. Nice. Um, no, like really, it, honestly, I I wish. You know, normally when Darth Vader is mentioned or he shows up, you get the, the Darth Vader thing, the, the Imperial March. I think they should just play, you know, cut my life into pizzas every time Kylo Ren shows up. But that's, it's a side note. Okay, well, we can talk about Kylo Ren in a minute once you've done your yeah. look around. And so there's a bunch of things that I wrote down. Like, for example, turning down to train Ray, right? Especially after we find out who she actually is, which to be fair, Ryan Johnson wasn't considering. So let's leave that alone. But like not... Like declining to to teach someone who's clearly powerful like her is a monumentally stupid thing to do because what happens if you don't have guidance, at least according to the Jedi? You go to the dark side because you you become, you know, you know, anger leads to hate and hate leads to blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. 
suffering suffering leads to death but anyways yeah and no hate leads to the dark side right and so like if you let people like someone as conflicted as she is about her parents about who she is about what her position and you know what what is he what is she doing with this whole thing if you leave someone like that untrained according to the jedi she's going to fall to the dark side right so yes like 100%. not and, and then Really, the only reason why Ray never even flinched about going to the dark side is because she's a Mary Sue that can can do no wrong. Basically, she she makes no mistakes in these movies. Well, that's right? fair. Uh, and maybe we can get into the Ray Ray aspects of this conversation, but just to to finish the Luke side of it first, um, it, it it's hard to show someone have a life if they've been gone for thirty years. But to your point. When you talk about Luke and you talk about him by the end of the last movie, he's he's kind of figured it out, right? He comes in confident, understanding what's happening, understanding yeah. that the force is a balance, and yada, yada, yada. And that, you know, there's there's two sides to it. And I think that's all fair. Like, I think he's learned that and he's able to turn to his dad. So he learns that just because you go to the dark side doesn't mean that you can't come back. It's it's yeah. it's, an ongoing, it's an ongoing fight. That's what we're left. And 30 years pass and we come back to Luke basically like falling into the idea that once someone goes to the dark side, they can never come back. And Ray has to remind him, but it's stupid that Ray has to remind him because he did it himself. And they don't do enough explaining as to why he would have gotten to this frame of mind other than it's his nephew and he's not on the dark side. But like you ignore, you're acting like, Oh, well, yeah, he forgets he did it. Like, why would he forget that he fucking turned his dad back to the light side before he died? Yeah. And so, so it's just it's that black and white thing of like Luke has to be a scorned master who fucked up and and like the um, I hate to say he's the Mister Miyagi because Mister Miyagi didn't necessarily fuck up but like the idea of like this old master who can teach the young the newcomer to to wield her powers but he has a a dark and mysterious past blah 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 it's like I'm not saying Luke has to come out as being a fucking superstar still but the story they put him into just doesn't jibe. And they don't do enough backstory to tell us how he got there in a reasonable fashion. Yeah, and and, and I I wrote a lot of what, what you said down. You know, it's like in the end he doesn't really train her at all. She, she all that that Raid knows she knows because of her. There's yeah. there's there's no training. He, he, oh, this is the force and blah blah blah. Like, there's nothing else. The second time, yeah, the second lesson is like her dissecting or her getting the story of how he he like. Ran yeah. away from the force, and she leaves before the third the third and, lesson, right? And, yeah, and I, I wrote down. Yeah, that's right. She leaves before the third lesson, and I wrote down. You know, so you're telling me that Luke saw this darkness inside Kylo Ren, right, or or Ben Solo, but Luke met Anakin, yeah, who was supposed to have been sort of the the Jesus of of the whole thing, yeah, like you know, born just out of midichlorians, I guess. That's correct. So, like, obviously, we all know that how powerful Darth Vader was in terms of the Force. And he turned him back. So, he, like, he was like, oh, my God, there's so much darkness. I'm going to flinch as a Jedi Master. I'm going to flinch and turn on my lightsaber as if I'm going to kill my own nephew. That makes no sense. I, You know what? I don't. No, it, like, imagine if, if that, that was the way Yoda or... Or Obi-Wan treated Anakin. No, but like I don't 
this is where we're probably going to disagree. I don't think that that's wrong in the moment because if you're trying to say that like anybody can succumb to the dark side at any point in time, I don't have a problem with that necessarily necessarily happening. I have a problem with his reaction to it of like going into hermit status. Like you fucked up and and Ben went full dark side, but the Luke we know would never be like, well, I'm out. The Luke would be like, fuck, all right, now I got to go fucking Anakin him and save him. Well, even before that's that's the thing, like the Luke we knew on Return of the Jedi wouldn't have fucking you know thought of kill of killing uh, a teenager, a scared like he says it himself, a scared teenager. Yeah, but he, like he would I, have fought like body and soul to keep that kid from going to the dark side. Sure, but I don't think that he wouldn't have pulled a lightsaber on a scared kid because he saw dark side in him and it scared him. That because. You now you're like you have to show that it's an it's an ongoing battle, right? And if you take that away from him, you don't show that ongoing battle. So I think that scene is fine, but the resulting reaction to it is is bad. Let's agree to disagree. I that to me was one of the most out of character things in my mind for Luke to do ever. But like it, I get where you're coming from. It's just you know. But if he doesn't do that, then he's perfect, and that's not a good story either. No, no, it doesn't have to be like I'm not saying he, he shouldn't have failed. But what's your ex- acceptable Luke failure that will make him still be the Jesus in your eyes? Like, why can't well, he do that? Well, that he, he could have done it in a bunch of ways. He could have, you know, assumed that oh, he's Leia's son. He's never going to go to the dark side. Could have been hubris, right? Or it could have been, you know, he. No, but I don't care about him. I care about Luke's reaction to it. Like Luke finds out he's super dark side. Why can't he pull a lightsaber on him? Because like. It's not a, a Jedi Master thing to do. It's not something that like he was. He models himself, or he should at least, after Yoda. That's right. who, that's who but, really was his his Jedi Master, right? Right. But but you have to if you're going to tell the story of Jedi are, are not are fallible, you have to make the Star Jedi fallible. Oh, and you're I, arguing you're arguing over the fallibility, I, and no, I think I'm, that's I'm not arguing fair. over how he failed. But I can. It's fine, you know. Like if you said, if you said, you know, there was a moment of weakness that Luke had, and he he thought about, or even he turned on and immediately turned off the the lightsaber and threw it away, or something like it was. I guess, I guess, I'm getting too caught up in the, in the I specifics. Think, I think it's great that he got caught in his hubris and it made something bad happen. But the subsequent handling of it is is the travesty to Luke's character. That's my whole argument. Fair. I I I still think that there were more ways or, or like better ways of not taking him completely out of character. I but I that's that's my argument. You're I don't think that takes him out of character because there's no basis to say when someone's going to succumb to the dark side. And if you and you have to have him succumb to the dark side to show that there's nuance to being a Jedi. Well, fine. No, I'm I, like I think it's fine that 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 Ben Solo became Kylo Ren. No, no, I'm talking about Luke. So you have Luke, to show that if you want to show that Jedi aren't, aren't fucking Superman, you have to show your head Jedi as being fallible. And Luke's fallibility, I don't know how you can say that a certain fallibility of succumbing to the dark side is valid or not valid to his character. No, 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 no. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he should be perfect. That would be completely boring. I'm just saying that the way that they showed him being fallible was out yeah, of but- character. But I don't see how that's out of character because the whole point of being fallible is you're out of character. That's no, no. Being fallible is a character trait, 
But like, it's like, imagine if, if, you know, Yoda isn't perfect either, right? Yoda has a lot of hubris. Yoda has a lot of like rigid thinking and, and he fails Anakin because of that. Like Anakin goes to the dark side because Obi-Wan and Yoda repress him. Right. So that's not out of character. It's still, it's still a failure on his part, but it's not out of character. It would have been out of character in my mind if, you know, Yoda saw that, that Anakin was going to the dark side and try to kill him. That, that would be out of character. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't think we have an, we don't enough about Luke's life. Like, I guess it's what I'm extrapolating that Luke has been alive for 30 years and we don't know what's happened for him. And we have to assume that he's had some brushes and we don't, we don't know. I guess what it is, is I don't know what would have been within Luke's appropriate. character. Appropriate. Because we haven't seen enough of him with his powers, living with them and seeing more of his character. All we saw is his character art is the hero's journey. And it doesn't necessarily give him a lot of sh- room for him to show his character because he's too busy learning how to be the hero. That's fair. It's probably, you know, I had a, an understanding in my head of what I thought he would do. And it doesn't mean that that's right. It doesn't mean that he couldn't have been weak to the point of, you know, thinking of killing a child. Like, that, okay, fine. I, I, let me change that. It's not that it's necessarily out of character. It's that I don't like where they took the character. But yeah, fair that's, that's fair. It's not 100% in character. It's, but it's, it's certainly. It's, it's feasible or like it's believable. It's it's not unbelievable. I think is probably a better way of putting it, right? Fair, fair enough. It's so one then, of those. Yeah, okay, maybe. And then yeah. you you brush it away. But the rest of his arc of well, he did that. Now he's out. That is just shitting on him. Yeah, and so like the whole thing, even capping it off. So because we're at an hour already, like capping it off with him, you know, doing the thing at the end, which was really cool. The projection and the like the shoulder flick after. You know, Darth Whaler throws the temper tantrum of shooting him with everything they had. I, you know, I, I listen, I, whether you, I know you hate Darth Whaler as a character, but I enjoy how they use him in this movie in terms of his, like, his unhingedness and his inability to, like, really buy into the darkness and the conflict and how crazy he is. He does a much better job of overreacting in a more believable way from a person in power than he does in the first movie. Uh, at the end, I think I agree with you more, but like while Snoke was alive, there was a lot of problems there. Like Snoke is, you know, moving Ray around like she's made of, of straw when, you know, it, technically Ray and, and, and Kylo are supposed to be the most powerful force users we've seen as far as well, I understand. Uh, listen, buddy, everybody's more powerful than Luke based on what we've seen. So don't assume well, anything. Well, but even more powerful than Snoke, right? That's what who? I understood. Kylo Ray. and Ray. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? It's exactly it's 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 whatever it needs to be for a scene, right? Right, and so like I I don't think I let's we're getting let's finish Luke. We'll get to Kylo Ren. Okay, so and so like I like the fact that he like it shows how much power he had with the Force and how much understanding he had with the Force that he was able to project to another planet. Puts him back up on that list of like powerful Jedi, right? Yeah, and 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 Ray says something to him that's true. Like the galaxy needs a legend. Right, and that's what he was at the end. That, and he just bought time. I, I thought that whole idea was great. Him just buying time, knowing that Kylo was going to be focused on him, and blah blah blah. But why did he have to die at the end? Yeah, I don't, that to me, that's fucking stupid. It's so like, stupid. Like what? Like everybody else uses the Force at fucking at a whim for whatever the hell they feel like, and so Luke projects himself across the universe and he dies afterwards. Yeah, like it he, makes it makes no sense. It's just. There's no context. There's no reason. And, and, and 
and like him like okay so he's able to project himself across the galaxy and and fool another force user into thinking that he's actually there for a good while right but then a few minutes later or, or earlier he got sucker punched by ray in the back of the head and then he loses a, ba- a battle with her an untrained padawan yeah so explain yeah. to me how those two things can coexist i mean it's I, I'm, I'm, I'm out i'm out i'm willing to wash away the ray thing because i think maybe it's just like an old versus young thing it's just like a physical thing i don't i don't I, it's it's one of those you're starting to build up the yeah maybes right um but then but that gets to the level of again you're just we have this level of force powers from the first movie and that force lets you to choke people it lets you throw lightning you can you can project things you can you know expect laser bolts and fight at a heightened sense Great, and then the games in the show, uh, the comics, and other things have have added to it. Yeah, but but you can't. You can throw back to some of those things in a certain degree, but as you add powers, you have to try to connect them to the existing power scope, and that's what they don't do here at all. It's like Leia can fly out of space and save her life. Uh, okay, like yeah, uh, that's a new power we didn't know about. Cool, and then. And then you have the force time thing, which I guess it was actually a connection by a Jedi. So, all right, that seems plausible. Um, and then, and then you have the Luke can shoot himself across space. Yep. Okay. That's oh well. If you do that, you die. So that's interesting. I didn't realize that was a power. And like, and now you're going through the things of like Ray. Ray has power unlimited, and she's never been trained, and she can beat Kylo, who's supposed to be super powerful. And mm-hmm. Snoke, Snoke might be powerful because. He can control Ray and connect him through force time. And he's like emperor-esque seeing things in the future. Okay. But like you add all these things up and it's like, like what, what is the Jedi power level? And, and I guess it's just frustrating coming to the movie and not knowing anybody's power level and having your guy who is the man, you don't know where he fits in the world. And then when you finally find out he's still badass, he's like, not actually because it killed him. Unlike everybody else who used the force powers. Yeah, and and, it, and it, it fluctuates too. So Snoke is powerful, I guess, like you said, because he got to play around like like you know Ray was a ragdoll, and and see into you know look into her mind like Kylo couldn't, right? Yeah. But then he doesn't sense Kylo betraying him and turning oh, the lightsaber. But, but Kylo and... was Kylo was projecting two things at one time. It fucked with them, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, like so, none of that makes sense. And like you said, like Ray is immediately great with a lightsaber. She, she picks it up and she starts, you know, practicing with it and she's just immediately amazing with it. Yeah. Like so let's I, let's, let's drive this into cuz we're, we're we're over time but we're going to take some more time to do this. But like I think I think we've wrapped up Luke. They they did a disservice yeah. to Luke. I think Mark Hamill did a great job acting. I enjoyed his work as the character based on what they gave him. But Same. it sucks that they made him run away as a bitch and then have it's nice they had a final character arc. But again, like we said about these movies all the way along, he didn't need to have like the same character arc, like the same same rote character arc that they've used in other press Star Wars movies, right? Like, yeah, like it's not it's not necessarily the same as his, but it's basically like you have power, then you found out that you know bad things happen with power, and you have to like overcome it. It's just boring. It's yeah. safe. It's black and white. The one last thing I want to say before we move into the last bit, and then we can close it, is. 
I don't like the fact that Luke was a Jedi for 30 years and still needed one visit from Yoda to set him straight. I like the scene. I love the fact that he fucked with him, like the, the whole lightning thing. But I it's just it's just another it's just an insult to injury to the whole ruining Luke as a character, at least for me. Yeah. Where where the Yoda, where the fuck were you for the past like whatever years. 10, 15 years you spent hiding from fucking Kylo Ren and the, the gang? Yeah. It it's just it doesn't it doesn't add up. They basically just made Luke whatever they want and didn't think through his actual like story arc when he was not there for the thirty years. Anyways. Um so so this this is the dive into Kyle um Kylo Ren and Ray and sort of their their weird story arc and yeah and i want to start at the end because that fight scene is super awesome i really like the aesthetics of snoke's um room um interestingly enough it it looks all red but then later on it can see outside into space so it's a little bit weird but i still like the aesthetic and then having the 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 emperor guard the red dudes there was fun um and and them having the ability to fight lightsabers it made sense Although I'm still not sure what lightsabers can cut through, because I think at one point the guy had like a, a laser chain that he stopped on the hilt, and that stopped a, a lightsaber. Oh, you know what it was? It wasn't that. It was the guy who's wearing the red armor and just puts his forearms up and stops a lightsaber. Yep. I, I was like, wait, what? He just like someone just got sliced like butter. Yeah, a through, second ago. The midsection, but you put up your arms, and it looks exactly the same, and it stops a lightsaber. Yeah. And that's just like, again. Get some fucking continuity with your shit. Like, show me he has like special metal or something going on. Like, he he makes manages to get like the like the laser, the like the electricity lines to form to stop anything. No. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, let's 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 talk about this for a second. That fight scene is great. I agree. Like the choreography is much better than the choreography on the fight scenes of the other movie, but. I understand how Kylo Ren can fight four or five of those guys, right? They, even though they're trained li- like specifically to to fight against lightsaber wielders, obviously, because that like what's what's the point of defending? What's the point of the Emperor having a bodyguard? But let's leave that alone. Sure. It's cool, right? Yeah. yeah. So I can understand Kylo being able to fight a bunch of them. How can Rey fight a bunch of them? She's never fought anybody else other than Kylo when he was hurt and he almost got her. Until she got that force clarity shit that happened at the end of the movie. Oh, but Ray, um, Luke told her about the force that one night. Right. It's like, and, and she, she's like, not only is she fighting, but she's fighting multiple opponents who are trained, but she's also fighting someone she never fought with before, which is Kylo. And they're actually helping each other by like, you know, dividing the, the, the enemies and on. So like how, like, it's so boring that she's just great at everything. Um, I will point out that she practiced that one that one day. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, and she like she like um, used the force, I guess, to stop herself from cutting up the rock. Even though I could do that with my arms and muscles, um, yeah. and then she eventually cut the rock. Um, but also a laser sword could probably definitely cut rock. I'm actually not sure based on some of the power creep I've seen, but I mean. I, I, you know how it is. Like, if it needs to cut the rock, it would be able to. If it can't, if it shouldn't, because it would damage something, then then it wouldn't. I guess that was supposed to signify her power, but given that it's a laser sword and anybody could do it, it just fell flat. Because um, they had Luke staring at her, being like, "Ooh." The power thing, I, I think, it was her ability to stop it before it touched the the rock, and then when she lost concentration, that's how she 
That's why she cut the the rock. That's how I understood. Yeah, it. yeah but like I like. I can't tell that, and like I, she's doing something that I could do with a, like a laser sword, right? Like, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. I could just stop if I wanted to, and I. So there's no speed or like a long look that looks like she's going in a crazy fast speed. It just looks like someone doing it, and then, and then she loses control, and it's just like, uh, it just doesn't hit home for me. Yeah. Anyway, so so Ray and Kylo have their arc. Uh, the Force time thing is, I guess, interesting that Snoke was doing that to try to like fuck with them. That's fine. Honestly, Snoke was fine as a character. It's kind of weird that we didn't get to find out his backstory, but I'm not against it. Um, he dies like a bitch, but whatever. Narrative license. It's not too big of a deal. I like that he hey. fucked with Kylo Ren as an Emperor character, like as an Emperor allegory, but not being the Emperor. He oh was- no, because you know, wait until the next movie. <laughs> He was proficient, like it worked for me. He was yeah. different. I didn't know enough about him, so I couldn't question things. Does he die like a bitch? Yeah, a little bit, considering how cocky it was. But that's like a lot of villain hubris of like I know everything. I can see it coming. Fine. Yeah. So, I have yeah. You know, I don't understand anything that happened between Ray and Kylo in this movie. So okay, so Snoke connected them. Fine. And if you remember at the end of the seventh movie, he he hated her, Kylo. He's like, ah, I'm going to kill her, blah, blah, blah. Now yep. he sounds like a love-struck teenager that's just found his first, you know, soon-to-be girlfriend. It is, it is interesting that you're right, that Kylo Ren comes back and um, I guess, how, why does Snoke get mad at him? Uh, because he failed to not get the Death Star blown up. Yeah, something like and, that. So whatever, Snoke's mad at him. I'm fine with that. Smashes the helmet. Honestly, I'm glad the helmet's gone. It was stupid. I agree with Snoke. Um, it let him talk in a cool way, but whatever. We can move on from that. I thought that was one oh, of those he things. because he failed to find Luke and let right uh, the rebels find him. The rebels hey, Snoke, him. don't worry about it. Luke's a bitch. Yeah, it'll be fine, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um. I know him. He ran away like a little bitch. Um, yeah. I, actually, I don't know why. Anyways, not important. I'm not going to even go there. Um, so he smashed the helmet. It's fine. It's a little temper tantrum. We're used to these for him. That's that's fine. Um, but but it's very like, you're right. Like, I don't know why he's interested in Ray other than she's a pretty girl who uses the force. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not enough. They don't show me enough of why they all of a sudden grow to want to be with each other. Yeah, no. They're like... You could have said that, oh, maybe it's the connection that, you know, for the, the first time thing, but like, then tell me, don't, don't make me guess like that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, as a side note, when they touch, when she's in Octo and, and they touch through the first time yeah. and then Luke goes, stop. And then he blows the fucking roof of the, what, like what? Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm done talking about Luke. I promise. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily follow. Um, so I have one more question. Okay. Why, why would Ray not ask Luke about connecting through to Kylo through the force? Like she didn't know what was happening. She was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I can connect to you. But why would she just go? What, what, what was that all about when he, sh- she shoots the, the wall off? Yeah. Why would not you say, um, just so you know, there's a way that something is happening and Kylo's connecting to me through the force. Like, don't you think that would have been important to ask the person she wants to be her master about? Like, yeah, I don't, I'm fine with it because I think what's happening here is that she is reluctant to tell anybody about anything that's happening because she doesn't understand it and she knows it's wrong. Uh, I think she, she, she doesn't, 
she doesn't know what's happening. She's not sure who to trust. Like, there's no reason for her to, to trust Luke on face value with being a Jedi Master because when she shows up, he's like, "Fuck you, I'm not a Jedi Master." So it's like, now, like, if, if he had, she had a comment, he's like, "Yeah, totally, I'll train her." Then she probably would have told him, but because he's standoffish, it puts her on on the standoff, yeah. and it's just all a weird Mexican standoff. Uh, it's probably maybe an Alderanian standoff in this universe. Well, Mexican, Mexico still exists, so pick a planet. No, it doesn't. What? what? Me- Mexico doesn't exist? No, Earth doesn't exist in this galaxy. Yeah, but like Alderaan's gone, so the parallel... Ah, uh, just pick, pick one that exists, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a Corriban standoff. I was going to say a, a Tatooine standoff. because There lawless, you go. Yeah, a lawless desert, just like Mexico. <laughs> low, low key shots at mexico <laughs> um yeah so i don't know it's it's i d- let me talk about the one good thing that that had to do with ray in this okay in this movie uh that scene beneath the island is great with the multiple race um like doing away the whole idea that oh you know the forest only runs strong in bloodlines like the nepotism thing just like, no, your parents are nobodies, but you're still super strong. Have I got a movie for you? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, I like that idea, and especially with the kid at the end where he like pulls the the, the broom with the force. Like, I I love that idea. That's what I was saying in the beginning. When this movie gets some things right, it gets it really right, and it's really interesting. Too bad it got fucked in the last movie. But and and that's that's one of the reasons why I still like the movie overall is because it set arcs, it set some story big what should have been big plot arcs up and reframe them to leave us into a, a new non Skywalker, non empire. Like, okay, we did the force awakens, get you back in. Now this one kind of connects it, but this new one is going to be all sorts of new fantastic ideas. Now, none of them are used. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Cause the last movie is called rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. Just in case you were wondering, you were scared. The Skywalkers were going to be out of this. No, no worries, sir. Yeah, <laughs> they're still there. So, so you know, we're we're well into this now. Um, have we covered? You said there's one more thing you wanted to talk about, Ray, or is it Kylo? You have one more thing. Uh, no, it was so. I just had one more question, but yeah. it's it's like why why does Ray speak every language known to men and droid? Yeah, she speaks Wookie. How? I don't know because even like like it's funny because even um. Han Solo speaks Wookiee, but like Luke doesn't. Oh yeah, it doesn't, right? Like Han's the only one who can speak. Yep. Or like, and obviously C three PO, but like whatever. Yeah. So it's like, so let me let me close this off, and then we can give our 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 ratings, and then we're done with this because we've talked about this a lot. I'm just trying to see if I have any like weird questions. You know, how I like I like to ask my weird questions. Yeah, I I I, I think. Oh, I have one one. Yeah. What, yep. what the fuck is up with that ring, like the spy ring that has the symbol, like? Why does Rose have that? Why does that exist? And why? What? How? Well, um, when you join the resistance, you get a cool, like, you get your, like, your uniform and um, an ID badge and a cool decoder ring. No, 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 no. You only get that if uh, your work is all done behind the pipes, like she says. Because really? nobody else has a fucking ring like uh, that. Oh, well, then I can. Oh, no, don't worry. I got this. Sorry. Um, you know how, like, at work, how they only ever celebrate sales in a company and then they like they do token shit for the other people just to make it seem like they don't hate them oh that's what right. it is like, there you go the pilots Explain. the pilots i see as being being the sales team 
And so they got all the cool like promotions and cool like everybody's you know, a general. Yeah, and everybody gets like a sweet like you know plaque like army like the you know insignia to say you were about this battle and you killed so many dudes and it's just like oh and you grease monkeys we got some cool Dakota rings for you thanks for keeping the ship afloat in space even though it's really up to the enemy to blow it up you can't do anything to keep it alive but, okay good yeah. good explanation okay. it's uh it's the the Star Wars uh, universe equivalent of a mug <laughs> yeah great job. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, no, so, that that's an excellent question. Um, other other excellent questions I have, I asked one already, and White well, just said it, but like I don't understand what stops a lightsaber or what doesn't stop a lightsaber anymore. Yeah, same. I literally have no idea. Like they, and that's just the same thing as it's still it's a beef of mine still going through. What destroys starships, or what ships have shields? What is the level of power of every ship? Like. And and even this other question is like that they dropped in to destroy the the resistance base, right? Um, they knew they were going to fight the resistance, if I'm correct. Yeah. Why did the dreadnought like drop in and t- spend 20 minutes to launch their fighters? Like, why weren't their fighters like loaded up, ready to drop? And as soon as they drop in, you launch every fighter you have. Why why did they not bombard the base from from space with the I, I star destroyers? Ah, like with the, the ventral cannons yeah that ventral ventral cannons can only blow up like x-wings or no sorry that was escape tie fighter actually yeah or why did they not use the those the lasers they were using to kill the transport ships with why did they just not you know fly snoke's ship closer and then bombard oh because you got destroyed okay never mind yeah um other questions um what the fuck is the point of captain Phasma? Uh, to be a disappointment. <laughs> like that arc was like I don't, I don't, Finn might care, but I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the there was a fun scene there where he where she you know drops him into a hole and we think he's dead. We know he's not dead. And he goes like, hey, and she turns and he, he like fucking whacks her with the thing. That's yeah. that's what she's there for. She's she's the wharf of of Star Wars. Good. That's that's what we she, need. She is only there to get beaten up, but by someone who's supposed to be strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my last question, and I kind of noted this as I know why they did this, but actually I still don't understand it. Um, Luke gives Leia some dice. Oh boy! What? What's like? Those are the dice that Han Solo runs around with, right? Yeah, he got them from the Millennium Falcon. He shows him going there and picking them up, right? Okay, so. What the fuck is up with these goddamn dice? So I, I will double down on that because, okay, we see him pick it up. Yeah. All right. So he projects onto the other planet and he takes the dice with him. Okay. I mean, he took his clothes and lightsaber and they all look like he's there. Fine. But how does he leave that projection on her hands? And how come after he's one with the Force? Because it doesn't show him dying as much as him disappearing to the ether. Right. So he does the Qui-Gon Jinn, Yoda, Obi-Wan, apparently his dad. I don't yeah. understand that one. And, yeah. and shows up as a Force ghost. Or Good. In theory. Right. But how come the projection dice outlast him? <laughs> I don't know, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, whoever it was picks it up. From the ground and then it disappears yeah how, how why it's like lingering 
it's like he put too much essence into it, and so uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so what was your final ranking of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, since we're talking about two movies here, the original arc, like the 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 part that isn't related to Luke and Ray and and Kylo Ren, so up until the end, because they all kind of get together, right? This was a coward for me, a seven. I wouldn't mind watching it again, but I wouldn't go again, go for watching it again. Like, it's just too many holes. There's just too many non-explained things and too many hand-waving for me, too. Yeah, it got worse. Like, the more I saw, the more, like, things yeah. I saw where they... And it feels like this movie, two and a half hours was actually, like, at times it felt long, at times it felt short. Yeah. But it seems like they chopped a lot of stuff to get to two and a half hours, and I think that's where we lost little pieces that would have connected the threads better. I'm sure when you watch a movie like a hundred times and you're trying to edit, you can, you think of editing small things because you're like, yeah, yeah, it connects to this. And then only someone who's never seen it before would have to look at it and be like, wait, what happened here? And they may have just missed that mark. Yeah. So if I look at the other movie, which is Luke, Ray, Kylo, all that stuff, that's a yep. three. Okay. So I'm going to split the difference there and it's a five me all right yeah so that's lower than the force awakens yes i did not expect this by the way i thought it yeah, was that's, but that's it's fair. lower it's lower I, yeah i'm gonna do something completely different because as i said there's two different movies but i'm gonna i'm gonna give two scores out of five and add them together to get where i'm going so so the the luke story arc the canto bite stuff all the nonsense that doesn't feed into the overall world growth um and like the I didn't mention this, but it really frustrates me that the resistance and, and, and the empire or sorry, the, well, the empire, fuck it. It's so black and white that one's way more super duper awesomely powerful. And the resistance has like, I can count 15 people that get on the millennium Falcon. It's not 15, but it feels like that. And like things are like the most opposite dire, like worst thing ever. Like fuck off guys. Like no one would even worry about, like no one would even worry about the resistance with 15 people. It, it literally would not matter like to a real organization. Especially one with as many people and as much resources as the first order. Yeah. Cause they're like building dreadnoughts and fucking, even if you don't count the next movie and what they have, cause that was secret stuff by the guy who were named nameless until he pops back into our lives. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. They have, they have ventral cannons. They're building dreadnoughts. They have battering ram cannons. They have technology. They have soldiers. They have resources. They have everything going for them. Like, it's basically the empire plus plus actually it's more it seems like they have more than the empire did it really does like the disparity in technology and everything is like fucking astronomical it's like the resistance has they have literally no ships that aren't the millennium falcon is that right uh well they got they all got blown up yeah they all got blown up so like yeah they blew up like the x-wings and stuff that were in the cruiser like they blew up when when kylo ren magically blew up the the hangar yeah um so like it's just it it all of that stuff all of that culminates into what effectively is like a two two point five out of five because because okay. like I, I'm wrapping kind of story into it like the story ideals and some of the like greater pieces Ray's parents are nobody that's cool um, you know the 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 Luke story was okay um, I think that like. Th- <laughs> okay take your time 
Well, like, it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's been an hour and a half since we started, but take your time. Know. You know what? It's more like a two. Like, it's like there's pieces there that have hope. And, okay. like, inside of the weird choices, I think some of the story arcs work out well. Like, if you take away the fact that Luke decided to lose his fucking mind about, about Kylo, like, his arc in the movie is fine. It makes sense. He does a good job acting. I enjoy it up until the time he dies. Um, and, like, Yoda coming back. So, like, that's like a two. And I know I said at the beginning of this, I'd like this slightly more than force awakens but as i talk about it more i don't <laughs> like the best i can do is is i can give it a four on all the like the cool set pieces the action the cinematography all the like fun moviness of it is mm-hmm. a four to five because it, it's it's great like the scenes on on the planet at the end with like all the 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 salt and the redness underneath it it's not just like you know it's contrived but it looks fucking awesome when they're blowing shit up and like super attacking luke and seeing all the stuff blowing up into the air no and 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 also when they shoot luke if you notice when when they go fight each other uh kylo and him the ground is sort of like crystallized because yeah exactly i noticed that like it's just that touch like that touch is awesome and it's like you can't even explain to me how shields work for different ships like just so (laughs) (laughs) it just the fact that that is so cool makes the other shit worse. Yeah, it's just like fuck you could you, fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> so so like all that is a four. So like at the end of the day, it's the same for me as Force Awakens. It's a six. It like there's there's room where it could have been really good, but at the end of the day, it falls flat for those for those reasons for me. So I see you avoided the ever dreaded seven. Well, it's a coward's number, and and I, as I talked more about the story, <laughs> the story just kind of. Fell off the cliff where I couldn't get to a seven. I like how you did the two point five, just so it wasn't a three, just so that some wouldn't be a seven. Yeah, <laughs> like I that, appreciate the commitment. <laughs> but then it just ends up being like a two because I just couldn't get to two point yeah, five. Yeah. No, I and I, I from your like, the thing is that the Luke thing gets to me a lot more than it gets to you. So I, I understand why, why it's kind of easier for you to kind of wrap your, your feelings around it more than I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like some of the character arcs, like I, you know what it is. None of the character arcs are great, but a couple of them are okay and good. Like Pose is like fine. Rose is I don't consider her having a character arc. Like it's incomplete. Finn's yeah. is incomplete. All over the, pl- all over all over the place. Half. Um, yeah. I think Ray's was fine. Yeah, uh, I mean, as much as fine as it can be with her being, you know, just she's great at everything. Yeah, yeah, like that, like the underall, underlying narrative choices about her being like Superman or Jesus or whatever you want to call it, that's problematic. But, but her her growth and her experience and like growing and learning, it all seems other than her superpowers, it all seems like, like it's going somewhere potentially interesting. Spoiler, it doesn't, but um, <laughs> it seemed like it was. So, so yeah. that's yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And well, any par- parting shots or last. No, uh, I mean, I'm just going to say, uh, given how long this one was, we're likely going to end up talking about Return, or sorry, uh, Rise of Skywalker in two parts, because otherwise it will be like a two and a half hour the, Maybe we'll just record it all as one and see how see how long we go. Yeah, we can it. split them. Yeah, sure. Why yeah. not? Um, but yeah, I honestly thought I was going to enjoy this a lot more than I did. And I knew the Luke thing was going to get to me again because the first time it already did and I knew what to expect and it still fucking disappointed me. Um, And I think, honestly, I think if I were to hate myself enough to watch it again, I would like it even less. So I think this is the last time I'm ever going to watch this movie and that's that's a good thing. 
I think um, I'll YouTube um, the fight Snoke's throne room and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aldo maneuver and call it a call it a day. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know, that's all the time we have for today. Apparently, We're... for today and tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey guys, you got two episodes for the price of one, which is still zero. So you know. Yeah, we're doing you a favor somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if you have comments, concerns, questions, please feel free to email us at you're wrongcast at gmail.com. As always, I hope you know how to spell. Otherwise, good luck with life, probably. <laughs> uh, but for now, I'm Matt. And I'm Luciano. Still hating the fucking Luke arc, by the way. Yep. That makes sense. We'll see you next time. <laughs>